Welcome to this week's edition of the Weekly Travel Alert. I'm Steve Glenn. I'm Paul Glenn. And this week, Paul, I'm traveling to Asia, and it reminded me of all the things you have to do before you travel to Asia. We put together a list of the 10 top things you have to do before you get on that plane and head out into the wild blue yonder. So let's get started. Sounds good. The first headline in this week's Weekly Travel Alert reads, here is a list of the top 10 things to do before you travel internationally. And as I said, Paul, I'm getting on the plane, I'm flying from San Francisco to Singapore, 17 hour flight. Luckily, I have business classes for that long a flight. That's still a long flight. Yeah, it's still a long flight. Then from there, I go into Bangkok, from Bangkok into New Delhi, India, then back around the world, back home in about a week. And it reminded me of all the things that I had to do to travel to Asia. And we want to tell our listeners about all the things that they need to do to prepare for those long trips. And sometimes many of these apply to even a trip to Europe or Canada or other international destinations. Yeah, I think some of this, uh, you know, once you come to understand this, it actually may change where you want to go with your travels just because not all of it's pleasant. No, it's not. Some of it's not fun. So here we're going to go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. All right. The, the first one on the list reads, double check your passport to make sure that it does not expire at least six months from the date of your return flight. So I'm leaving now, this next week, and I'm returning in a week. Now, I have to check my passport because if it expires before six months when I return, they won't let me go. Yeah. And I think you saw that too on your passport. I did. Actually, mine's been out for renewal for four months now. So I think a key thing you want to look at is constantly monitor that. So that's a good thing to just check every time you're doing a trip. So you can put together that game plan for when do I have a window of six months potentially that I won't need this passport so that you have time for that renewal as well. I know a lot of our agents at Executive Travel often ask for a photocopy of their passport to double check because most people aren't aware of that six-month rule that you have to get your passport renewed so it doesn't uh, has less than six months use on it. And Paul, one of the things that in addition to your passport, many people forget about a visa because you're not familiar with that. So if I'm going to India, it took me about a week to try to fill in the forms, send in the photo photographs, a letter from a sponsor that's going to sponsor me in India and uh, file a fee, a $100 fee to get a visa to travel to India. So before you travel inter internationally, you must check to see if a, a visa is required. Your travel advisor can help you with that. And actually next year, Europe is going to require a visa type of document before you can get into Europe. Yeah, no, I think uh, that's the key. We've had too many uh, nightmare stories where people book their travel on their own and then they get there and they're not allowed in because they don't have proper documentation. So that's one that is often overlooked because as Americans, there are many places we can go that don't have those requirements, but there are many places in the world. So especially the more exotic you're getting, it's probably more likely that they're going to have additional requirements. So 1A is... Make sure your passport has at least six months before it uh, ends and, and you return home. 
And 1B is check for that visa because many countries now are saying, you've got to get approval for us to come into our country and a visa is how that takes place. Number two in this week's weekly travel alert, the headline reads, check what vaccinations will be required to visit the countries that you're going to visit. I'm going to uh, visit India and Singapore and Bangkok. So that includes uh, vaccinations for typhoid, uh, for uh, hepatitis A and B. So I have to have all these vaccinations. Plus, I got to get these tablets for malaria tablets to take before I get on the plane. And when I come back, I got to keep taking them for seven, seven days. So please be careful. Check with your doctor. They'll tell you, hey, what countries are you going to? And they'll tell you, these are the vaccines we recommend. You know, I've got yellow fever vaccines. I do the flu shot before I always go. So I got a I got a sore left shoulder and a sore right shoulder this week. That's the not so pleasant part of preparing for a trip like this is is getting that. But it is very important because last thing you want to do is either while you're traveling or, or you bring something home that you didn't plan on bringing home as far as an illness. You bet. The next item on this week's weekly travel alert, the headline reads, check the local festivals and holidays. I know we were going to go to India and uh, last week, and what we found out is we had to move our trip a week later because there was a major national holiday. Well, we don't, we're not aware of that in the U.S., what holidays are in India. So we, we did, we were lucky to know that there was a festival going on. Everything shuts down. The factories aren't open. And that caused us to make some changes. If you think about it, the 4th of July isn't celebrated by any other countries. Thanksgiving isn't celebrated by other countries. So you've got Memorial Day wouldn't be celebrated by European countries. So you got all of our festivals and holidays that aren't celebrated, and people don't aware aren't aware of them. And same goes with that. Yeah, each country is going to have their own celebrations, and and each country's also got the different religious holidays as well. So I, I know when you're traveling to places like Israel, you know they have certain things that. There's nothing functioning on on holy days and things like that. So it is something that has an impact. Even Rome. You know, we're doing Rome here in uh, a couple weeks, and one of the days of travel is a holiday. So the restaurant availability and transportation companies has been a challenge. Yes, that's a good point. Uh, And Rome... uh and Italy has seems like they have a holiday every week, and Greece has two holidays a week. <laughs> well, and I think with the Rome one, a big piece of it is some of the people that are going with us, uh, you know, have a religious connection to uh, Vatican, and the Vatican won't be open that day. So just things like that that could severely impact what your experience is. The fourth headline in this week's weekly travel alert reads, check to see if your preferred hotel is available before you book your airline tickets. I know... I oftentimes use frequent flyer miles and vice versa, so I always check to see if the hotel I want to stay at is available to use those miles before I book my airline tickets, and oftentimes I book my airline tickets using miles as well. So I kind of check both ways before I press that purchase button. And I think that's that's the puzzle of the game that you like to play is uh-huh. the frequent flyer game. So, But I think that is, uh, you know, the reality is, is anymore the hotel is a bigger expense item for then the airline ticket ends up being unless you're doing something you know international but those pieces of the puzzle have an impact so if you've got the miles or if you've got a certain uh, brand that you're wanting to make sure you're you're utilizing make sure you get that and have that availability 
The fifth headline of this week's weekly travel alert reads, Check the State Department security alerts. Paul, the U.S. State Department has a website. You can go on and say, I'm going to Mexico. Are there any alerts? I'm going to Jamaica. I'm going to India. And it will tell you if they're rated one, two, three, or four as far as the high security, security. for those countries. And you and I have been surprised to yeah. find like Jamaica is saying, do not, do travel, not travel there. Yeah. Mexico says, beware, because there's many areas in Mexico that are highly dangerous, those types of things. So you should look at that before you decide and before you press that button that says purchase. Yeah, and <laughs> I think to that, you know, recognizing, say, Jamaica, for an example, is, you know, you can go there and you can can enjoy it. Uh, but a key from my experiences there is, you know, don't expect to go explore uh, the local uh, scene. Go there to stay on the property and utilize the beach and, and those types of things, the all-inclusive that many people would make that selection of a destination for. So so there's a way to do it, but I think a key is always, and this is no matter where you're at, is have your eyes open. Don't put yourself into a rough situation. The sixth headline in this week's edition of the Weekly Traveler reads, book your international airline tickets first. You always have to find if you can get there, and especially for a reasonable price. When I'm traveling into Asia, you know, those tickets can run anywhere from 5000 to 15000 depending on the day you travel. If you move one day, it might get half price. So I always try to, once again, check that, all that out, make sure I can get there. <laughs> and then from there, build on to that itinerary, build the local transfers because you have a little bit of flexibility, build those local places to stay along there. So I think a key to that, going back to uh, the, the prior one, uh, number four, is a lot of times when you are doing that international travel, different brands of hotels. So some of those pieces aren't as critical as when you're doing something domestic and you're trying to stick with those brands. Number seven this week says, check your cell phone to see that it can provide international service to the countries you're traveling to. Literally, I call my cell phone company, Paul, and say, I'm going to India. Uh, um, do I have cell service that is turned on there? And uh, I also uh, purchased the, the $5 a month international uh, feature, mm -hmm. and it cost me $10 a day okay. to use my cell phone. But call your cell phone company, tell them to turn on that international feature to make sure you're, you don't get to that country and can't use your phone. Well, and I think in addition to that, just the awareness of even when you do that $10 a day, that does limit you in many countries to sure. how much data access you have via cellular. So if you're a guy like us that we tend to work while we're on the road, uh, you do get to a point where that the speed of that is not going to maintain. So you still want to have the plan B with Wi-Fi and a computer. The next headline in this week's weekly travel alert reads, Get all your bells and whistles early, Paul. I, I often have to have my converter, my adapter for my electrical recharging, my batteries, my cell phone, my computer, and I need to prepare that before I go, not when I get there. Yeah, no, I think uh, the great examples we always hear about people taking their, you know, I don't have to deal with this, but say curling irons for their hair, and they go find a, a, <laughs> a plug-in over in Europe that it'll fit into, but the, the amperage is different, and so they come back frustrated because they burned off their hair instead yeah. of being prepared. So you don't want to end up that way. I actually have had a friend 
who had that happen to her and put a curling iron in her hair at a 220 versus a 110 and she was wasn't screaming. pretty no, it wasn't pretty and it didn't smell good either <laughs> <laughs> so ninth item in this week's weekly travel alert ladies and gentlemen reads buy travel insurance if you're going to invest five thousand ten thousand dollars in a trip and uh, you have something medically happens, you got to go to the hospital. Guess what? Your health insurance in the States isn't going to cover it. So you better have travel insurance. If you fall off a bicycle and break a leg, you got to have that repaired. And some of these places require you to pay before they'll fix it. And that's actually post-COVID, that's been something that's changed because there are many countries that actually require proof of travel insurance. So if you would have something go awry, they have a guarantee that the the medical facilities down there will get paid. So so that's something that's actually changed pretty dramatically. But it also, you know, I know you've had to use this many, many years ago, but if it something happens to a loved one back home, sure. it will reimburse you for what you had to miss of your trip as well as getting you uh, back to where you need to be to, to take care of whatever needs to happen for that loved one. We're, we're fortunate that during COVID, we had dozens upon dozens of people that had travel insurance were able to get compensated for the loss of that trip. So just like you said, they caught COVID in the middle of the trip and had to get home. So the last item on this week's weekly travel alert reads, set an appointment with a friendly travel advisor, Paul. This, this, we saved the best for last. Of course, this sounds a little self-serving, but the reality of it is, why wouldn't you find a great travel coach? Why wouldn't you find somebody that will watch after you, that will coach you, advise you how to do it, try to find ways to save you money, make it easier, be, press the easy button with a great travel advisor? I always go back to, you know, a couple of weeks back, I was traveling and there were some weather issues around the country and I'm walking through the Denver airport and I see the customer service counter and there's a line 200 people long. So, you know, just having the ability to, to call that travel advisor instead of having to go stand in that line. That, that's, I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, why you wouldn't appreciate what that brings to the table. Cause now all of a sudden you jumped the line of those 200 people because somebody's working on your behalf while the rest of them are standing there. So, so I think that's, key. but I do have to hit you. You missed one. And that is make sure you call your credit card companies oh, yes. and let them know where you're going to be traveling, the dates you're going to be traveling, because the last thing you want to do is get over there. You've got all these plans lined up. You go to uh, to pay and, and maximize that experience. And that credit card comes back declined because in today's world, unfortunately, there's so much fraud. And a lot of that fraud is done internationally um, because the laws are, are make it so that they're less likely to get in trouble if they're doing that internationally. So let your credit card companies know when and where you're going. That's this week's edition of the Weekly Travel Alert. Thank you for joining us as we shared our top 11 tips that you must do before you travel internationally. I'm Steve Glenn. I'm Paul Glenn. Please like, subscribe, share, and add any comments below on topics that you would like us to hit on in a future podcast. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week.